Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. My guest today is Sean Provost. She is a health expert and the founder of Live Unbreakable. Sean coaches her clients on maintaining a holistic approach of health and well-being. Today, I talked to Sean quite a bit about health and what we can do as small business owners to really bring health and fitness into our lives and, and work it into our busy schedules. And when we talked about it, just asking her what a couple small things that we can all do to, to build health and wellness into our lifestyle. And I was actually very surprised at her answer. It was not at all what I expected. So I think it's something you'll be interested to find out that and a lot more about her business. So without further ado, Sean Provost. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Sean Provost. She is the founder of Live Unbreakable. How are you today, Sean? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Can you give the listeners a little bit of your background before we get started? Absolutely. So I am a career athlete, I guess I would say, in a couple different sports. I started as a gymnast for about 13 years. When I went to college, I had to choose between professional life and athletics, and I chose the, the previous. So focus on business for a little while. Got into running and endurance racing and obstacle course racing, and then decided I wanted to stay in that field forever. So used some of my business knowledge to start a small business. That's awesome. Well, that's a good transition. Give us a little bit bit of a background on your business. How did it get started? Yeah. So it's a funny story, actually. It all kind of happened when I was racing. So obstacle course racing was my life. I did it every weekend. I trained for it during the day. I was probably one of the crazy people you see on the corner doing burpees at a stoplight, carrying a log or a rock on my shoulder. And I was training myself and I thought I was doing pretty well just based on results. But um, other people started asking me how I was training, what I was eating, what I was doing to work out, you know, all this other kind of fitness stuff. And at the time, I would just tell them what I was doing. We would work out together or I would send them my plan for the week or whatever it was. And then I realized I could start like charging people for that, that I didn't know. Cause like friends of friends were coming to me and you know, Oh, this is such a great idea, Sean. This is awesome. And then I realized I could make it a business. And that's when I started really focusing on clients and like expanding my own knowledge. So I knew that what I was giving them was good information (laughs) instead of whatever it is I was doing. Yeah. That's great. What a what a great way to get into business where, you know, you see a need and you're you're kind of providing for these people just out of your own good nature. And then you're like, wait, this is something I could probably charge for and <laughs> and actually turn it into a business. Yeah. I mean, it is really funny because all my friends and I, we were just doing what we knew how to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when their friends would come to me, I was like, oh, this is, people are actually expecting me to know what I'm doing. And just out of not wanting them to get injured and trying to understand sports better, I ended up getting my certification, transitioning out of corporate America and really focusing on the nutrition and fitness side of, of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. 
That's great. Well, this podcast focuses on small business owners and you're, you're a business owner yourself. So like, you know, many of us are working long hours. We've got family commitments and other things going on in our lives. What are a couple small things that we can be doing to build our health and fitness systems kind of around our, our working lifestyle? This is my favorite question because it's so hard to do, but it's really just the little tiny habits that kind of build up over time that make the biggest difference in the long run. So making sure that you're enforcing boundaries, especially if you're working from home now with COVID, making sure you are only working those office hours, even if it seems silly, you get up and you Mm -hmm. walk away for lunch, get up and walk away when you go and pick up your kids. Don't try to manage conference calls at the same time. So enforcing boundaries is number one. Number two, I would say is hydration. (laughs) I think it's really overrated, especially or underrated. I'm sorry. Everyone will be sitting at their desk and, you know, time flies. And then all of a sudden you haven't touched your water bottle or you haven't gotten up to get another one. And that, while it may seem efficient because you're not going to the restroom as often that you're also not getting up. You're not fixing your posture. You're not giving your body what it needs to function well. So you end up feeling really fatigued. And then the last one is pretty easy and everyone knows it. But again, we just kind of push it to the side, but it's sleep and making sure we get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And that it, you have to enforce boundaries for that, right? You have to put the kids to bed or you know shut your laptop and make sure that you're giving yourself enough time to wind down. You didn't mention the two things that I would expect you to mention, something about fitness and eating. You mentioned hydration and sleep, which I think hydration... And really sleep, if we can do it, are two of the easiest things to get in the habit of. You know, it's easy to have a glass of water at your desk. You know, it's easy, hopefully easy to set a boundary and say, okay, I'm going to bed at 10 or whatever that time is to get that that sleep. So that's that's definitely interesting and in, in small steps that you can take. Yeah. And I equate hydration. If you think about like a water slide, right? In the middle of the summer, if there is no water on the water slide, you're going to get stuck halfway down or something. Right. And if you're trying to eat and you're not hydrated, that's kind of the analogy that I use. So if you're keeping that water slide really wet all the time, not only are you going to feel better, but you'll have more energy and you're going to feel like a little bit more focused. You won't be so fatigued, so tired. You won't have a headache. You won't have like this weird feeling in your stomach all the time. So I mean, it really does affect a lot of other things as well. It's not necessarily nutrition focused, but I think it really, when it comes down to it, it kind of is. That's great. So talking about nutrition, you know, there's tons of different diets and ways to eat out there. I mean, you people paleo and keto and vegetarian or vegan and all sorts of things and adding in fasting. What kind of eating plan do you recommend to your clients? I mean, is it a case-by-case basis or is there something that you lean towards? Yeah, it is case-by-case, honestly. If you think about all of the people in the world, they're all focused on something for their whole life, right? You've lived 30, 40, 50 years of your life teaching your body to look for energy from X, Y, and Z foods, right? We all have our go-tos or you know, it's been a late night at the office and so this is the food we're giving ourselves, Right we all get into these habits and everyone's body is looking for energy in a different way. So I can't come in and tell you, you know, you're tired because of this one reason. And if you just fix that, everything is great. There is no cookie cutter. So for me and my clients, what I prescribe, air quotes prescribe, is a combination of intuitive eating where you're listening to your body and you know what it wants and what it needs when it wants and needs it. 
and you're focused on what macronutrients your body is looking for. So if you have a specific goal in mind, whether that's athletics or weight loss or weight gain, if you're looking to change the composition of your body, you have to change the composition of what you're eating. So it really is a case-by-case basis. So it kind of comes down to the the person's goals really is is where you start. Yeah, absolutely. What what they're looking to do, what they want to accomplish, what time frame it is, all of those things factor into their specific sustainable lifestyle. So I know you are a big proponent of gut health. Can you talk a little bit about gut health and why you think it's important to have a healthy gut and what that really means? So if you've ever heard someone say, I just have like this gut feeling that something's wrong or, you know, they have a breakup and they're like, I feel like I got punched in the gut. Mm -hmm. Those are real feelings. (laughs) And it feels so weird to say that and like a little woo woo, I guess, but... (laughs) Your brain talks to your gut and your gut talks to your brain all the time. And 75% or more of the serotonin in your system is actually released from your gut and not from your brain, which is like astounding, right? You always think these chemicals and hormones are released by your brain. So when you're thinking about gut health and your gut microbiome, it really means everything from something entering your system to leaving it. And the middle of that is your stomach and your intestines. And when you are bogged down by what's in your system, your body can't function with everything else at 100%. It's functioning with it at 80% so that that extra 20% can go to your gut health, right? And help you balance that out. So anything from fatigue, headaches, anxiety, even stress, IBS, bloating, all of those things are symptoms of a bigger problem in your gut. Typically that you have the wrong probiotics or, or prebiotics in your system. So it takes a little bit of time to even that out and a little bit of time to figure out what your system needs to have that heal. And once it's there, you feel so much better. Like this weight is just lifted from your shoulders that you didn't even know you were carrying. Is that a matter of taking a, a probiotic? Is it a matter of changing the way you're eating? Is it all of the above? How, how do you improve your gut health? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's, it's a combination. So some of it is hydration, some of it is sleep so that your system can clear out everything that it has on a day to day. And then taking prebiotics and probiotics at the right time with the right food, same with nutrients. You want to make sure your vitamins that you're taking right time, all that kind of stuff. And then it's focusing on what you're intaking. So some people do fine with whey protein. Some people really need vegan protein while they get their system back up to snuff. So it's a combination of white you're eating, when you're eating it, and how dense it is in nutrients. Interesting. So let's change the subject a little bit and talk about fitness. So during COVID, and I think it's cleared up a little bit, but you know, obviously a lot of the the gyms were closed. It was tough to find equipment. You know, people were at home, they wanted to do different fitness activities. They couldn't find weights or other equipment. Give us some some idea of, you know, if we're home and we want to start a fitness routine, what can we do without any equipment? Your home is full of equipment. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> All right. I, I say that because you have, you probably have some sort of like a coffee can or a coffee tin that you can fill with something, or you have water bottles. Maybe you have a backpack or shopping bags that you can put canned goods in or something like that. Frozen vegetables. You can always go through some of those. There's something in your house that you can pick up and put down and it might not be the 200 pound deadlift you're used to, but a little bit of resistance goes a really long way. So there's always that, but 
I found hardware stores can actually be a super great way of working around that also. So you can get some PVC pipe, you can put water in it and then cap it at either end with some uh, cement and then you have a slosh pipe. So again, it might not be too heavy, but it's still a new piece of equipment. It can train your core. You can use it for a bunch of things. So you can get crafty. <laughs> you have to great. use your Pinterest mind. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just just search on Pinterest. I'm sure there's a, a thousand different ways to create weights on Pinterest. Exactly. <laughs> but body weight stuff works really well too. And we all have tables. We all have a couch or a chair or something that we can use. And so maybe making a new movement pattern for your body. If you're really used to lifting weights, you're really used to cardio, you can train your system in a different way and do some metabolic conditioning maybe, or anaerobic conditioning that your body's not used to. And you'll still get a really great workout because it's new to your system and you're confusing your muscles. And it's a really great way to explore something new without having to pay a gym membership to try it. That's a great idea. So let's transition a little bit more to the the business side of your business. But mm-hmm. what tools have you found particularly helpful in business that maybe other small business owners might find interesting? Trello is probably my number one right now. I love it. It's super easy to share boards with other entrepreneurs or with friends or in your company. Um, it's really easy to keep everything in one place. So I do a brain dump pretty much daily in there of things I know I have to do, but really no priority lists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Slack, I use a lot too, just to communicate with my other coaches and my strategist to make sure everyone's on the same page. And constant contact I use. And I didn't know this until recently, but you can actually schedule social posts out through that too, once you integrate the systems. So it makes it a one-stop shop for all of your social and email marketing, which is really pretty great too. That's a great idea. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest challenge that you faced in business so far and what did you do to overcome it? I would say focus and prioritization were probably my two biggest struggles as a business owner. I think it's so easy to have all these great ideas and to get immediately overwhelmed by all of them. (laughs) Especially talking to other entrepreneurs and small business owners. We all want to share notes. We all want to help each other. And we're all at different paths on our journey, right? We're all at different levels, just like walking into a gym. You can't compare where you are to where somebody else is, right? And that was really hard for me to understand. And as I've owned my business for 10 years, but I've never really taken that step past that. I've never made it something bigger. So when I, when I did take that step a couple of years ago, it turned into, oh, well, I should be doing this already because I, I had a base or whatever. And so taking that step back and grounding myself having a prioritization list of tasks and then really taking it step by step. What can I accomplish today? What should I accomplish in Mm -hmm. the next week and the next month? And just making sure that I'm making forward progress, but not somebody else's forward progress. Yeah, exactly. I think we we had this conversation a little bit before we started recording. You asked me if I was going to record video and I said, well, I, I do record the video and it gets archived with the hopes that someday I'll cut it into you know, pieces for social media. I mean, you do have to set a priority at at the end of the day. There's so many hours and you have to know what makes the most sense for you and for your business. Exactly. And always having your audience at your core, right? Like, you know, you're doing great without doing video. So it's, is it necessary right now? No, but you always have it to go back to for content or for social media or whatever it is. There's, there's always something you can use it for down the line. That's right. So 
What would you say on the other side has been the best moment in your business's history? And yeah, what's been the best moment so far? My favorite moments, plural, are watching the aha moment with my clients. So sometimes it's in our very first meeting and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's way more towards the end. And I almost feel like those ones are... It's so long awaited. And you're like, oh my gosh, are they ever going to have it? What did I do? And then they finally do. And you're like... And you can take a big deep breath with them and just say, look at how far you've come. Like, this is where we started. These are your notes. This is what you used to say. And then like, this is where you are right now. And it's watching them just have this whole new perspective is worth every single second, every grueling moment of the business itself. That's great. I'm sure that's rewarding. And it's awesome. You get to have it on a daily, weekly basis with all of your clients, hopefully. So (laughs) thank you. You're a mentor to many people from a a fitness perspective. Who do you consider your mentor and what's maybe the most important lesson they've taught you? I have a couple of mentors that I follow on social media that I incorporate some of their energy. I would say I, I love watching their Instagram story or I really feel their energy through their feeds on social But I also have business mentors that I've been in communication with for years. And they know me from my professional career in the corporate world. They know me from my fitness career. And so they've really seen me grow into a different potential. And those conversations with them are always focused on what's next and where are we going and what's the growth. Not in an overwhelming, all right, well, what what now? But in a, what are the actionable item steps that you can take that make a big difference? And then what can we backtrack and do later? And making sure that, you know, I'm I'm keeping that in mind all the time. So not so much in like a to-do list kind of way, but in a, you're doing so much, let's take a step back and prioritize. And then they just have this way of like, it's all energy. Like, what are we manifesting today, Sean? What are we doing today? How can I affirm that what you're doing is the right thing today? Which I'm very fortunate for. And do you think you're you're getting that great advice from them because they've been there before and they can kind of see the path for you before you can see it? Or or what, what makes that conversation work so well? I think some of it is that they've been in my shoes before and they know it's just the grind before you can take off, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, you have to walk before you can run. But I think for some of them too, it's almost the potential. They see the potential for it to be something else. They see the potential for it to be bigger. So they're always stepping on the gas for me saying, Mm -hmm. this is what we can do. You just need to do it. You're never going to be ready. You just have to try. And that both are valuable mentors in my mind. That's awesome. Well, before we get to the last question, where can the listeners find out more about you and your business? You can reach me at sean at liveunbreakable.com. You can check out more about Live Unbreakable at liveunbreakable.com or anywhere on social media at liveunbreakable or at livingunbreakable. Awesome. Well, we'll put all those in the, the show notes. So there's quick links to that. Thank you. On to the last question. If you could hop in a time machine and go back to the year that you launched your business, what's one piece of advice you'd give your past self? This is hard. <laughs> The most valuable piece of advice I would give myself, you're never going to be ready. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to say today is the day. But at some point, it is. like Enough has to be enough. You've done planning. You're done strategizing. You're done with your mission statement. Just launch and 
deal with it as it comes. You, you just have to jump into it and just not look back. And I think if you believe in yourself, then there's no one that can tell you you can't do it. So just pick yourself up, manifest the destiny that you want and believe in nothing else until it happens. Yeah, that's great advice. A lot of times we can internalize and think of a million reasons why it'll it'll go wrong mm-hmm. or a million things we have to fix before, you know, we even see if it's going to work out. So that's definitely good advice for anyone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Sean, uh, really appreciate you coming on today and uh, enjoyed the conversation immensely. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks so much. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, it would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.